damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the six second delay after it hits zero. That's good. Yeah, that's just to give a little cushion, I think, uh, for whoever is uh, hosting the thing and they're going to bring it in. And I still messed it up. So, uh, countdown to 2023 March Madness number five. This is the final one before we have a bracket, right? Because Selection Sunday Sounds is correct. Sunday, so yeah, that would be that would be on point. Um, which I think I usually just name the episodes as the just the next one's the bracket breakdown, and then the, the first round preview, the second round preview review. I think that's how we'll do it from here. So or from there, um, because March Madness. With the tournament, which I don't even I don't even like calling it March Madness anymore. I just like calling it the tournament. I think if you call it March Madness, I might think that that's a little bit amateur hour, but we're gonna stick with it here. Um <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So well, you know, it's just a thought I had earlier. Um but yeah, we'll uh bracket breakdown and picks um will be next week. So we got one more here, championship week. You got conference tournaments. Already, how many were there last week? 15 started last week, 17 this week to finish it off. Uh, There are a couple more conferences that we'll pick from where I look at the standings and I'm like, okay, I don't know if I've watched any of these games this year in this conference, and these teams look so bad. I think an example of that will be the – let me find it here. The MIAC is a good example of that. There are some bad teams in there. But that's – I don't think we'll find one as bad as the Northeast, though, last week, which – was uh, pretty bad. Yeah, with how bad those teams were, and of course, one of the teams in the championship, the team that you picked, Merrimack, can't even be in the tournament. Doesn't even. So. Doesn't even yep. So fairly Dickinson's already in. Yep. And uh, what can you do? Uh, all right, headliners, kick it off here. Uh, we have a lot to do there. We're a lot of stuff down. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. This could be four hours. So <laughs> buckle in. My um, wife said, "Is this going to be a long one?" I said, "If it's over an hour, I'm leaving." So. Well, I'm joking, though. He obviously. might be leaving, folks. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Iowa State kicks Caleb Grill out of the program and beats Baylor. Pretty good. Uh, so Caleb Grill was averaging 9.5 points per game, 36% from three. Uh, they had lost six of seven before they beat Baylor. They'd also lost eight of ten, so add that stat there as well. Uh, Caleb Grill came out with a statement saying that he said something he regrets and he was kicked or dismissed from the program because of that. And I wonder if this is something that helps Iowa State maybe come together like we've seen with other teams where a player is left and they've won games after that, Illinois. Um, so <laughs> this is a different situation. I think it was Iowa State's choosing to get rid of Grill. That was not the case with Sky Clark in Illinois. But yeah, it's just kind of a random Saturday win where Iowa State beat the brakes off of Baylor for 40 minutes in Waco. So kind of on brand for this season for a team like Iowa State who had been struggling, lost 8-10. to Earlier in the week they'd lost at home right. to West Virginia. And then they come out and just dominate a really, really good Baylor team. So it, it, that doesn't really – I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if this Does makes anything make sense. No, and that's why this kind of sucks because it makes – people like us who watch the sport the entire season, it's hard to have an advantage over the morons who come in and pretend like they know what they're talking about, which is something that CBS loves to hone in on because they just love to have the front and center personalities for March Madness NCAA tournament. It's always guys who don't do anything all year and they pop in. Like Reggie Miller, who I think is fine. He's a good basketball color commentator, but 
doesn't know anything about these players. And how much can you really learn in like three days to prepare for the game? And Stan Van Gundy, who's replacing Reggie Miller this year, is the same thing. And Rex Chapman, who is a moron, who doesn't know anything being in the studio, contributing absolutely nothing. They put him in there instead of guys like Rothstein or guys like, uh, well, Seth Davis is there, but, you know, he's got a a rich father, let's be honest. Um, But, you know, I just don't like that, that that's something that, is going to happen more than ever this year because there's really so much uncertainty. Like Baylor shot 10 for 28 from three. That's not that bad. That's pretty good. Pretty much where they're at. They only made nine twos. I think is the big difference there. Uh, you got to make more than that when, when Iowa state makes 20 of them. So yeah, kind of on brand. I don't think this makes me believe in Iowa state anymore. I still think they're probably a team that loses in the first or second round and they're overseeded. Yeah. Where are they falling right now, about six? Yeah, I think it was six or seven, which is whatever, nine and nine in the Big 12, I guess. I mean, like the Big 12, you lose games and you move up in the in the net, so. Yeah, I think there are exceptions, certainly. Uh, you know, losing at Kansas by two, which is what Iowa State did, there's no sh- uh, shame in that. Um. Most of their losses have been on the road, but they did lose three home games in, in February, which is not great, especially when you look at the competition, pretty much the bottom three of the conference, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, in terms of record. And you lose all three of those at home. So, you know, I think getting rid of uh, getting rid of if Grill could help them in the short term, maybe they win a game in the Big 12 tournament, but I'm not going to believe in them because of it. <clears throat> all right. I was waiting to clear my throat for like, Two minutes, or I don't know why I kept going. Uh, Big Ten bubble is a topic of conversation. Michigan loses at Illinois in double overtime. They lose at Indiana in overtime. They don't even get a shot off on the last possession. Yeah, that was brutal. Just Buffkin, just a tough decision to pass that to Dickinson, not the right call. Uh, Wisconsin loses against Purdue and beats Minnesota in not great fashion. If you're Wisconsin there, I don't care if you're going on the road at Minnesota or not. Minnesota is the worst team in the conference by a mile. You want to go in there and take care of business and do it convincingly, and they didn't do that. Rutgers is right in that mix of the bubble with the way that they've played over the last month or two. And offense, offensive basketball is uh, difficult for the Scarlet Knights, I guess. Uh, that's been a struggle, and Penn State is in an interesting spot as well. They'll play what Illinois and then Northwestern if they beat Illinois. Is that how it lines up? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you're Penn State, you win both. You win two of those. You probably get in. I, I think if you beat Illinois, you might get in. I think it considering. Depends. I think it I depends mean, on what other teams do in the Big Ten. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it depends if Rutgers or Michigan wins two. Uh, if Wisconsin somehow makes a run out of Wednesday because for some reason they're still on the bubble. Well, they have that they, they have that road win at Marquette that they're just going to fall back on for the yeah. rest of the time. <clears throat> Sounds like Illinois. Well, Illinois got two of them. Okay? <laughs> they weren't road wins, but they were still wins over two of the best teams in the country. So nice try. Right. Uh, that's the highest as of right now. It's the highest Ken bomb win in the Brad Underwood era. UCLA number two. The really? before that, Michigan was number three in twenty twenty one. But anyway, this is not about Illinois. Um, no, this is about the Big Ten bubble. Yeah, I think there's four teams. I think two of them get in. I couldn't tell you who I think gets in out of the four. I mean, 
They all stack up in different ways, whether it's strength of schedule, whether it's the metrics, whether it's the net, whether it's the quality of record, whether it's the actual wins and losses they have. One, A couple things that some of these teams have that others don't is Michigan has a loss to Central Michigan, which is about as bad of a quad four loss as you could have. Yeah. And uh, Penn State has some questionable losses where you're like, eh, they probably shouldn't lose that game. Like Virginia Tech, I don't think Penn State should lose to that team, but they did. They lost at Clemson, which I guess is fine. But uh, obviously losing to Nebraska as well is a tough one. And losing at home to Wisconsin, not great for Penn State. But I don't know. I think two of the four get in. So that puts you at, what, nine teams, right? I I don't think the Big Ten deserves more than eight. I would agree, but I think they're going to get nine. I'm watching them all year. Well – don't do it, committee. Don't do it. I think they're going to do it. And it's a damn shame for uh, for basketball. It's a damn shame. Uh, some other weird results early Saturday. Providence just getting killed at home by Seton Hall. Questionable. People think the Providence in the bubble. They are morons. Um, <laughs> how about Texas A&M beating Alabama? Very, maybe the quietest 15-3 and three in the history of the SEC. Yeah, somebody predicted that on this show. I can't remember who it was. Okay. Um, yeah, Texas A&M, not a team that people talked about. The headliner in the SEC was Alabama's great. What's wrong with Kentucky? They're now back. Tennessee frauds. Missouri is like a uh, a team that could kill you or get killed probably every night. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn, people painted as frauds, which I agree with. Arkansas was the big talent. Big talent up front. How good will they be? LSU, historically bad. And nobody talked about Texas A&M, who... Who got snubbed last year, according to... Well, Buzz is just trying to... Yeah, this is also a Texas A&M team that lost by nine to Murray State. They lost by 28 to Colorado. And they lost by five to a bad Wofford team. So their non-conference was horrendous. They made up for it in the conference play, though. This is an inconsistent Texas A&M team, but they figured it out. Obviously, they started. This is a team that started six and five, finished twenty three and eight. So that's seventeen and three. Um, it's fifteen and three in the conference, but they're old. Like they got guys that have been there for a couple of years. Uh, Tyrese Radford has been there for two years after two years at uh, Virginia Tech, so he's well versed in power conference basketball. You got. Michigan State legend Julius Marble is there, transferred. Uh, you have Wade Taylor, who's a very tough sophomore, who had 28 against Alabama. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fine roster. I mean, there's some transfers in the mix, and uh, I have no clue how to pick them in the tournament, how to approach that, <laughs> um, which I think is the case for a lot of SEC teams because you want to have the – Arkansas is scary. They can make a run. You want to say Tennessee chokes every year. When are they going to choke this year? Which I think is definitely the second round is where they'll cough it up again back-to-back years. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think that people talk about Texas A&M enough, but I think there's a reason for that because I think they might be the hardest 15-3 and three team to watch in the history of college basketball in conference because they average nearly 20 free throws per game. And what they do is they just run at somebody and bank on getting a foul call, and it works. Uh, and they hit free throws. They were 27 for 28 against Alabama from the free throw line. So it's kind of – it's not to the level of, like, 
Luka Doncic where it's just, let me just initiate all the contact and bank on them giving me the call. Because that's kind of what Texas A&M does as a team. And I think that can be annoying to watch, especially when you're playing them. So I think that that's going to be a big factor in whether the they make a run or not. Because I don't think the officials in the NCAA tournament are going to let them get away with all that. Yeah. Um, but 27 for 28, you got to give props. If you're going to get the line, you better make them. And 27 for 28 is something that not a lot of teams will do. That's how you win games. And they're 33rd in free throw percentage, so they make up for it with being sub-200 and 3.2-point percentage. Defensively, though, they're pretty good, too. Uh, balanced team, and uh, I'm sure Buzz will try to get like a, a round two, maybe a sweet 16 run out of this team, and then bolt for a lateral move as well. Uh, so he's gone. Um, is Kentucky all the way back? People are asking, is Kentucky all the way back? They went out Arkansas with no case in Wallace. Antonio Reeves, 37 points on 12 of 17 shooting. They've won four of five. People are asking. Yeah, um, it's amazing. They went from looking on the bubble to probably a, a five seed, if not higher, when the SEC tournament, higher than that. So I feel like losses think, to Georgia uh, and South Carolina should keep their resume in a spot where maybe they get a five or a six. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they're looking good, and they and they're looking good at the right time. That's all that matters. It's a weird weird season for them. They lose at home to South Carolina and Vanderbilt. That is that is bizarre. Um, and their best non conference win was probably Michigan. Yeah, it was Michigan. So because their other non conference wins, you look at you know Louisville. That team was good. Uh, Yale. Is maybe the only and Howard. Those are a couple of things that might get in the tournament from their conference. So, because you look at the opportunities in the in the non conference, Michigan State they lost that. Gonzaga they lost that. Missouri they lost or Missouri's SEC. Duh. Um, Louisville's a, a gimme this year. They lost to UCLA as well. But I don't know about this Kentucky team. I think I might. I don't. I, I think I'm in on them to be hard to beat. But I also think that if they're a five, they could lose to a twelve. So, like, if Ohio State wins a Big Ten tournament, gets a 12 seed, <laughs> Ohio State. Uh, then put all put all 14 Big Ten teams in. Why not? I think Minnesota's earned it more than anybody. I mean, Minnesota, yeah, big time. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas hammers Kansas to finish the season. Texas very hard to play in the new building this season. The only time they lost there, where I believe, was Kansas State. And they gave up a ton of points in that game. Uh, and it also confirmed that Serge Jabari Rice, as we talked about like three weeks ago, is the best six man in the country. And it's not even close. Uh, just gives him so much off the bench. He had 23 points on nine of 14 shooting. That'll work. Um, yeah, I don't, I, there's, there's a ton of value in a player like this in the tournament. Yeah. I, I know you've been high on him all year. Um, well, I see people I, tweeting about how he's the sixth man of the year. They were tweeting that Saturday, and I was like, hey, we talked about this like three weeks ago. Right. I, mean, I, I didn't get out in front and try to give myself credit for anything because <laughs> I know a yeah. lot of people who do that. But. And they they didn't start him uh, this game because he he wants to be sixth man of the year. Is that Was that right? Why not? It's word on the streets. So. I mean, I wouldn't want to start either if I had the chance. Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty be. pretty impressive uh, that 
their place holds 10,700 people. There were 11,300 in there. So crazy. Hack them in. Yeah. It's uh they've been very good there this year. Um, and if you could have a game against Kansas where you get 12 points between Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen and you win by 16, I think you'd take that all day. Yeah. Uh, Has Kansas been held under 60 points this year? Let me give that a look here. Um, yeah, they had 50 against Tennessee. Okay. And they had 60 on the dot against TCU. And that's it. Hmm. Unless they won a game with under 60, and I am not seeing that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I don't really take too much away from that, though. It's a tough place to play. Last game of the season. Senior night, yeah. Yeah. Yep, tough environment to go into. Uh, I believe that they already had one. In the conference, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Too much inconsistency in that conference for them not to win. But Texas only finished a game behind them. And uh, Baylor and Kansas State, two games. And then uh, some other teams in there that, that aren't so uh, aren't so good, like uh, <laughs> Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Uh, different situations, though. Uh, let's see. North Carolina loses at home. Duke, Tar Heels, at-large hopes should – Keyword should be all caps dead. <laughs> yeah. I do you think there's any way they get in? I mean, like unless, it shouldn't be possible. Unless there's the scam of the century, then I wouldn't think they have a chance. No. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they yeah, I unless they win, right? They gotta win the ACC championship, basically. Yeah, and this team, they can't put that together. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Let me see here. So they are in one bracket right now. They're in one bracket out of 77 brackets. Where did that guy graduate from North Carolina or what? Bracket matrix. Let me look. Bracket <laughs> matrix lines it all up for you. They are in. Let me see here. What the hell is REV? There. Nope. That's not it either. I don't even see it. It. it there it is. Okay. Sports Nation, I think. SN. I don't even know if that do they even do brackets. They have met apparently, which is insane to me. Um, do you want to guess how many brackets Michigan is in out of 77? I'm gonna say they're in 22. They are in two brackets. Oh. <laughs> okay. CBS is one of them. Uh what? Wisconsin is in 42, which is insane. Um Clemson is in one, Oklahoma State is in 21, and Arizona State is in 23. That's tough. That's tough. Um, do you want to guess how many brackets Illinois is in out of 77? 77? Yeah, that was a trick question. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So I, I don't think North Carolina can get in. I mean, yeah, I, the ACC tournament the last couple of years – has kind of had some random results, and we'll get into that because I have some stuff for that. Uh, but I don't really know. I, I think that this year is going to be a year where it's obvious because I think the conference sucks, and I think a lot of people who think otherwise are blind. Like, there are some horrific teams in this conference. Like, Notre Dame's terrible. Louisville is historically bad. Florida State's terrible. Syracuse is terrible. Georgia Tech, did I even say them? They suck. I mean, we talked about this yesterday on the spaces, right? Was that yesterday? When, when was that? Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, 
about how we said the same thing about the ACC last year and when they have two teams in the final four. Two in the final four, three in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not saying that the teams at the top aren't good. I think there's a couple good teams there, but most of the conference is bad. Like, really bad. Like, worst season in program history, bad for a few of them. And uh, I mean, Boston College is no good. Wake Forest, same thing. It's just, it's, it's a, not a good conference. And anyone who believes otherwise, like I said, there's a bias there for sure. Uh, Northwestern or Northwestern, North Carolina should not be in. Northwestern has a better program than North Carolina. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is something that I thought about randomly at like 11 o'clock Saturday night. And I was like, this would be a nice topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Parody versus actual concern. And here's an example. Teams with actual issues versus natural parity, like you could lose at any moment type of stuff. I think there's a lot of power six teams that have gone through this, and I wanted to use our team as an example. I think that they were an example of both this season. I think there were actual mm-hmm. concerns in January about what the direction of the team when they started 0-3 in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and then losses like at Ohio State and, you know, at – Penn State are just games that are just parody, and it's like it could yeah. happen because the teams aren't as bad as their record. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> talking about Illinois, uh, I think the biggest concern with them is they down the stretch, they haven't been able to win more than three games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so teams like that, hard to win, you know, hard to go anywhere in the tournament if you can't put back-to-back wins together. So um, they won – they had a four-game winning streak in the Big Ten. It was Wisconsin, Nebraska, Michigan State, Minnesota, and a three-game winning streak, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Yeah. So that's not against the best of opponents. Um, <laughs> and I think like teams like North Carolina, there's fundamental actual concerns with that team. It's not random that they're losing as much as they are. Right. Like offensively, there's issues. They have no depth. Like if you have to have Leaky Black generate offense for you, you're screwed. And that's where teams like North Carolina separate themselves from just the parity in the sport. Yeah. Is there's actual concerns with that team. Yeah. And uh, like North Carolina got away with it last year. They got hot at the right time and they got away with it. And Brady and, Mannix, a better fit and yes. probably a better player than Pete Nance. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Brady, yeah. Brady Mannix was the Kim Palm MVP in the national championship game. So not a lot of people talk about that. How about that? Because I looked that up earlier because I was listening to Fran Fraschilla on a podcast and uh, he said that Bill Sells, one of the best coaches, is going to go down as one of the top like five or six coaches of all time. And I don't see how anyone could disagree with that. I mean, look at what he's done, where he's been. We, we know firsthand. Yeah. Three years in Illinois, completely dominant, set him up for success. Got to an elite eight at Tulsa. I mean, come on. So yeah, shout out to uh, to Bill Self, I guess. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, can't, can't really hate him anymore. It's been really too long. Anything bad about the guy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's actual concerns with teams, and I think there's teams in the tournaments with like I think Tennessee. I'm actually concerned about them because yeah, they don't really have a real number one option and. I don't think them losing as much as they have recently is parity. I think it's actual concern. Yeah. But I think a team like Texas 
when they lose six games in the Big 12, that's Big 12. A lot of the Big 12 is parity based. Um, and Iowa State beating Baylor is an example of that. So yeah. something to think about. I don't think any podcast has ever covered that the way that we just dominated it. So nice work. Nice. Those 11 o'clock epiphanies. It's know. very weird, yeah, but it's something to think about. Um, <laughs> final number one seed right now is between Purdue and UCLA. And I think UCLA is going to shut everybody up by winning the back, the back 12 tournament, and I think Purdue is going to lose early in the Big Ten tournament. So I think that this could be over, but I think a lot of people still think it's Purdue. Um, because of the Big Ten rather than the Pac-12, right? I mean, that – Yeah, but I just – I mean – Somebody share – somebody did a blind – one of the blind things on them. I can't remember the numbers, but Purdue they were very good resume. eerily similar. Um, so I don't – I mean, I think that UCLA is a better team than Purdue, personally. Um Purdue just you pressure you pressure those freshman guards and and they can struggle. Lights are too bright. Um, and I talked about it. UCLA's used to playing an empty gym. So, yep. Uh, don't you think that UCLA being better in the net could be a factor here? Since I'm sure the committee wants to. I'm sure it should. I'm sure it often. should. Yeah, I'm sure that should play. What are they two and produce five? They're four and produce five. Okay. I think Tennessee's still like top Two. 10 in that too. I don't <laughs> know. Where's UConn, I wonder. Um yeah, I I think it should be UCLA. I think it kind of depends on I guess what happens in the tournaments and in, the, in their conference tournaments. I mean, Mick Cronin might say, "Hey boys, let's go, you know, win a game and then take the week off. Lose out, who cares?" You know, get some rest. I did Mick, see Mick is not built like that. Uh, I did see uh, somebody said that Alabama wouldn't win because they're gonna win one game and then they'll play really close the next game just so they can get time off. NATO loves his time off, so good. Can't good. remember who said that. I don't know. Somebody in my for you Twitter. Thanks for you Twitter. Yep. Uh, so the top 10 in the net right now is Houston, Alabama, Tennessee, which is just, oh, my God. Three Tennessee's quad three. two losses. Three quad two losses. Nobody, like most teams in, like every team except for two in the top 10 have no quad two losses, and one of the two is Tennessee, or one of the three is Tennessee, whatever. Purdue has one. Uh, so Houston, Alabama, Tennessee, UCLA, Purdue, UConn, Kansas, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, Texas. So two WCC teams in the top 10. How about that? Also in the top 10 of the metrics uh, on Ken Palm overall, St. Mary's is seven and Gonzaga is 10. So nice try on that. But I would I would lean that it's probably going to be Purdue, but I think it should be UCLA as it currently stands. Um, and if we're using the Big Ten as, a, as a, a helper for thinking that Purdue is better or deserves the number one more than – these people don't know the Big Ten because, uh, I mean, come on, seriously, let's <laughs> let's be real. I mean, I know it was a different time, early January, but Purdue let Rutgers go into their gym and beat them. They let Indiana sweep them. So they've been sneaking by games lately. And Wisconsin they scored, almost beat them. Yeah, they scored fifty-eight points at Northwestern and fifty-four <clears throat> at Maryland. You know, you know what UCLA did at Maryland? They beat them by twenty-seven. So. Yeah. UCLA is a better team. I think if they played a neutral court 10 times, I think UCLA beats them 10 times. So nice try. Um, 
by the committee people. Uh, let's look at this before we get into the brackets, sort of, which I don't think we're going to get into the bracketology because what's the point? I mean, it's it's all contingent on what happens this week, but which you could say that every week, but not really. This is the deciding week. Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is uh, the last two years of conference tournament winners in the Power Six and how they did in the tournament. There's a couple exceptions, but most of the time it's like maybe I don't want to think that the conference tournament success is going to carry over yeah. because there's only a couple exceptions. And one of the exceptions is extremely random. So first up, 2021 in the ACC was Georgia Tech. They ended up being a nine seed. They lost in round one to Loyola Chicago. Now remember, ACC player of the year in 2021 was Moses Wright. He didn't play against Loyola Chicago. I think it was COVID-related, if I remember correctly. I also think that the – Also, Georgia Loyola State- Chicago probably should have been like a four seed that year. A metric, yes, but overall, maybe not. But um, certainly eight was was not. They probably should have been a six or a seven. But anyway, uh, and I believe that Georgia Tech got this ACC title because of COVID. I don't think they played a championship game, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah, so there was situations there with their best player not playing hurts them. And Loyola Chicago, like you said, was not. They were way better than typical eight seed. Uh, the Big East. Georgetown, just random run, get a 12 seed, get killed by Colorado in round one. That's what happened there. Big 10 was Illinois. They end up being a one seed. They mm-hmm. lose in round two to Loyola Chicago. So Loyola Chicago knocked two of them out that year. Could have been three, but they lost to uh, one that I'm about to talk about. Uh, Texas in the Big 12 in 2021 won it. They were a three seed. They lost to Abilene Christian in the first round. So that's not great. Uh, Oregon State is an exception here. They won the Pac-12. They got a 12 seed, got to the Elite Eight somehow, and and beat uh, mm. lost to Houston. I believe I don't remember who Oregon State beat in the first round, but then they beat Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. Then they beat Loyola Chicago. So I mean, of course, Illinois has a gift wrapped Elite Eight appearance, and they lose in the second round. Anyway, uh, and then the SEC was Alabama. They lost. They were Tuesday. They lost in the Sweet 16 to UCLA. On to last season, ACC was Virginia Tech. They were an 11 seed. They lost in the first round to Texas. The Big East was Villanova. They're an exception. They got a two seed, lost in the final four to Kansas. It's Villanova, though. Yeah. Um, And then Iowa won the Big Ten. They were a five seed. They lost in the first round to Richmond. (laughs) Suck on that. Uh, Big 12 is an exception. Kansas, one seed, won the national championship. It's Kansas, okay. Uh, Pac-12, Arizona, they were one seed. They lost in the Sweet 16 to Houston. And then the SEC, Tennessee, they were a three seed. They lost in the second round to Michigan. So random occurrences, exceptions, and great teams is pretty much what that, like, Georgia Tech, Georgetown, Oregon State, <clears throat> random that they even got there. Oregon State made right. a deep run. Illinois, whatever happened there, they were a good team. Texas, just, I don't know how you lose that game. Uh, and then Alabama lost to a good UCLA team. Kansas and Villanova are great. They're going to make the run regardless. Virginia Tech lost in the first round. Arizona State should have gone – or Arizona should have gone further. And Tennessee, Rick Barnes, fraud in the tournament. So doesn't mean everything if you win the conference tournament. And It really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I think – especially <laughs> when it's a random team. Uh, right. Like, like who I picked to win the SEC tournament – I wouldn't pick them to go far in the NCAA tournament, and we'll find out about who I pick later because people are going to be – they're going to fall around. around chairs. About 45 they're, minutes from now, you guys will 
Get our picks. More like two hours from now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think you learned firsthand. Just look at the Big Ten the last two years. Both teams didn't get to the second weekend. One of them lost in the first round with an NBA lot with a what was Keegan Murray like a top eight pick? Yeah. Jesus, come on. <clears throat> what are you doing, Fran? And they don't have, I don't think Chris Murray's a lottery defense. pick, but Chris Murray's not a lottery pick, but he'll probably be a top 25 pick. So yeah. Uh okay, bracketology and the bubble. An interesting uh headline. I don't know. Uh uh Chris Beard is uh interviewing for jobs already. What do you think about that? That's good. Glad he didn't take any time away. Definitely didn't need it. <laughs> Apparently he's meeting with Ole Miss. So well, I mentioned that last week. Uh, Jeff Goodman said Dusty May from FAU, Chris Beard, and Will Wade were three names to think about for Ole Miss. Yeah. And uh, can I interest Ole Miss and Brad I mean, Underwood? SEC doesn't care, right? Hell what no. is that? Can I interest Ole Miss and Brad Underwood? That's a new bit that I'm going to do for the rest of time where any job is opening and I'll ask if I can interest them in Brad Underwood. You think Texas keeps Rodney Terry? What's the, what do they have to do in the tournament for you to say they're they'll keep? I think well, I think they should. I just don't Texas, think they bro. will. Yeah, I just don't think they will. Final four is that the only way? Yeah, I don't know how you don't if he gets to the final four. Mm. If you if you if you don't keep him and he gets to the final four, you look like an idiot. But. It's Texas. It Texas. They love doing that. <laughs> it's Texas, exactly. At some point, you got to think that athletic department is like, okay, we need to stop doing the flashy name thing, and just keep Rodney Terry. He's a good coach. Players seem to like him. Yeah. Get make sure he has guys around him that can recruit, yeah. and you'll be fine. Because, like, they've had the same thing happen in football too. So, and Beard. Beard not working out had nothing to do with coaching. And this makes me circle back and think, what in the hell is going on with Texas Tech's hiring process? <coughs> they get Chris Beard. He ditches them for an in-state rival, essentially, after Chris Beard got them to a national championship game, and they almost beat Virginia in the national championship. And they bring in Mark Adams, who has a, is quite the toupee, Whatever the hell he just got suspended for. I don't know how you keep him around. What a moron. There, there's decreasing optimism that Rodney Terry has a chance to keep his job. They this bring was, back Chris Beard? This was yesterday. <laughs> Is there any chance that they bring back Chris Beard? <sighs> Feels like zero, but it's Texas, so maybe one. Can I interest the Longhorns in Brad Underwood? <laughs> Very true. Let me try this one on for size. Can I interest the Longhorns in Jeff Alexander, the great X's like, and O's maestro? They also think that Calipari will come. So, <laughs> I think Kentucky, Kentucky would be jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. It seems like a slap in the face, but it is what it is. Texas, Texas, Texas wants a Texas wants a splash. I don't know. Matt Painter? Kind of interest you in Matt Painter. <laughs> yeah. What if Jay Wright goes, goes back uh, Calipari to Texas, Jay Wright to Kentucky? What do you say? I'm just kidding. I think Jay Wright probably won't 
come back unless it's the NBA. Yeah, he's not coming back to college. What about Mike Bray? He said he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be done coaching, but he's done at Notre Dame after this year. Yeah, that's Mike very. Bray, it's very interesting that he could start. I feel like, like a, he. I feel like he's more. He more got forced out, and they didn't want to. Well, I think it was time to move on if you're if you're Notre Dame. Yeah, because they got to round two last year, but they also played. They got lucky against Rutgers Lake because Rutgers couldn't make a shot at the end of that first four game. Then in the first round they beat Alabama, who had no Javon Quinterly and pretty much gave up. And then they go to round two and they lose to uh, Texas Tech in a close one. But this year's been a disaster, and they missed the tournament for four straight years, including the year where there wasn't a tournament they wouldn't have been in. Four straight years of missing the tournament. So it was time. Um, but I feel like Mike Bray might be a guy who goes to, like, the Atlantic 10 and just dominates. I don't know. I feel like there's a chance. Um, I don't know who it would be, but I feel like if he maybe goes to a mid-major school, why not? Because I don't what power six school really wants him, you know? I don't know. Texas? Probably probably one that's struggling, I would assume. And does he want them? Because believe it or not, he's only 63, even though he looks 83. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Seems like a terrific guy. Maybe he'll – how about Matt Painter to Texas and uh, Mike Bray to Purdue? There what do you go. say? There you go. Keep him in the state. I hope, I hope Purdue fans hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <won't>. so <laughs> – Hell no, nobody's going to hear this. From a bracketological uh, perspective, let's check out our guy Lunardi, who is just awful at this. Um, loves the Big Ten, apparently. His number one overall seed is Kansas, which is like, okay. He still had 10 Big Ten teams, didn't he? Oh, I'm sure. The update today, I don't – people are complaining because he hasn't tweeted out in two days. Or he updated yesterday, last night. <clears throat> okay. So he's he's updated, and uh, he has Michigan as a next four out team. So here is the bubble for Lenardi. Last four buys: Pitt, NC State, Auburn, and Rutgers. Last four in: Mississippi State, Wisconsin, Nevada, Penn State. So what he's saying is that three of the four bubble teams in the Big Ten get in. I don't know about that. And they're going to be playing each other? <clears throat> well, you got two other teams you could fix. You could fix that. Uh, you could make that happen to in a different way. Anyway, uh, so first four out, Utah State, which I think is a little bit insane that we're going to put Wisconsin in. Utah State's a better team, but whatever. Clemson, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, first four out. Next four out. Michigan, North Carolina, Vanderbilt, Oregon. Which brings us to the Big Ten. He has 10 Big Ten teams in the field. Which, alrighty then. So the four that miss are Ohio State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan. That's hilarious. Uh, SEC, eight teams. Big 12, seven teams. ACC, five teams. Which I'm sure four of the ACC Four out of the ACC's five teams will get to the Final Four. Uh, Big East, five. Pac-12, three. Mountain West, three. WCC, two. And two out of the American Athletic, which I'm assuming is Memphis and Houston. Um, and, of course, he has the the dreaded 8-9 Illinois-Arkansas matchup in there. Great. And okay. winner, winner plays Houston. Even 
I like it. Duke Rutgers. How about that for a round one matchup? Watch Rutgers score 31 points on national TV. <laughs> Iowa Pitt. Maybe, maybe Fran will get. I mean, I would love. Oh, God. Please do it, Lenardi. Let speak it into existence for the committee, even though you're a moron with a with a with a toupee. No offense. Yeah, jeez. Um, it just looks can a guy bad. bald in peace? <laughs> he needs to like have a right on his forehead, just that says it's not real or something. <laughs> uh, Iowa, Texas, round two. Oh my god, Iowa would get killed in that game. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Iowa could probably make forty threes, and <clears throat> it might be one hundred and thirty to one hundred and twenty. Texas can buckle down and defend if they want to. Texas has Dylan Mitchell and Dylan Disu. They're not going to let Philip Robracha dominate them. Trust me. And I like Texas's guards much more. I like Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, and Serge Bright Rice way more than Tony Perkins, Aaron Eulis, and whoever the hell else you want to throw. Sanford mm-hmm. for for Iowa. Okay, let's think about that. Uh, UConn <clears throat> St. Mary's possible round two in this in this region here, the East. The New York region, uh, in the South, some interesting matchups here. How about uh, how about a little bit of uh, Kentucky West Virginia action in the seven ten? Winner plays winner of Purdue Vermont. Imagine if Painter lost to Vermont in the first round. That would be really something. Um, on to the uh, West region. How about a little bit of uh, TCU Iona? Little, uh, little Rick Pitino. Can he actually win his conference tournament this year after losing last season? Yeah. Of, uh, Michigan State Auburn. So that guarantees Bruce Pearl's going home after the first round. That's great news if that were the case. <laughs> and then we got the Midwest region, Missouri Memphis round one. Very interesting game there. A couple of unpredictable teams, certainly. Uh, Miami, Indiana, possible round two would be a fun matchup. Northwestern, USC. Interesting, interesting. I wonder how Northwestern would play against Arizona because that's what this would set up as Northwestern Arizona round two. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think Northwestern could maybe beat them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Northwestern plays really good defense, um, and they play a lot good of, a lot against of doubles against bigs like that's <clears throat> yeah. Arizona. Azulas Tubelas is their best scorer. Yeah, it's what six nine, six eight yeah. power forward. So yeah, they they attack they attack bigs um usually with two guys so yeah arizona would have to knock down some some shots old crease occur would have to make some shots courtney ramey and kylan boswell as well um yeah i think one problem for that matchup which is totally hypothetical it's never gonna happen is northwestern would have trouble getting inside and scoring like i don't think boo booey could go to the rim and score when you have Eight foot yeah. to Omar Balo with the longest arms in the history of basketball standing yeah. there. Yeah, I think that would be a problem, and I also don't think that Matthew Nicholson, Mister Legal Screen, could uh, could handle Balo underneath because he is a different level of size. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, obviously Zach Eady is Zach Eady, right? But Balo is enormous, uh, and he's got longer arms than Eady. I would assume, maybe not though. But he has very long arms, and he knows how to use them, unlike Dane Danger. Um, so, shout out there to, to Dane. Uh, but yeah, Tubell is one of the best players in the country. So, yeah, I know you like it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Lenardi, 
his inaccurate bracket. Yeah, he sucks. So I don't even. I'm glad we spent five minutes talking about his hypothetical BS. It's better than CBS, which I've looked at in the past. So I like how CBS's number one bracket guy is Jerry Palmer, who just seems like a terrifically nice guy, but terrible at this. Just so bad. One of the worst. Uh, But all right. Yeah. We'll see how the bracket shakes out and we'll break it down next week. So. Now we get to the conference tournament winners. All right. Didn't take too long. Okay. So uh, to this point, you were the only one who's gotten one correct, and it was by luck. You and Asheville in the Big South. It's all luck. What do you mean? Yep. Uh, (laughs) Automatic bids to this point. I think there's only four, right? I don't think I'm missing one. Yeah. Uh, Fairly Dickinson because Merrimack is ineligible in the Northeast. Uh, Ohio Valley is Southeast Missouri. Big South is UNC Asheville, and the Missouri Valley is Drake. So those that's what has happened so far. And uh, still a lot to – was there still 11 from last week that started that still have to have the championships and all that? We do mm-hmm. have, a, I believe, a couple of our teams may be facing off at some yeah. point. Uh, Northern Kentucky and Youngstown State, I believe, are playing in the semifinal of the Horizon League. Obviously, Merrimack and Fairleigh Dickinson are playing in the championship. doesn't matter, but it's happening. And uh, Did you send me the sheet for that? I believe I did, yes. <clears throat> we both lost out in the Sun Belt. James Madison lost and Marshall lost. Uh, we both have Furman and the SoCon. They're playing uh, somebody in the championship of that league. Uh Chattanooga, I believe. Um, Colgate has a, a free route there. Hofstra just won their first game of the CAA tournament by like 50 points. So there you go. All right, let's start in the uh, the American Athletic Conference. I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, I'm going to take Houston. Wow. Very brave, very brave. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm taking Houston as well. Uh, set up the route there is going to be probably South, South Florida and then Temple or Cincinnati, which they're not going to lose to Temple again, and maybe play Memphis or Tulane in the championship. So, yeah, I think that they'll win it. And they'll probably win it in convincing fashion. Um, I'm going to make sure I type these in as we go. So Houston across the board. All right. Uh, by the way, fifth in adjusted offense, sixth in adjusted defense. I wrote it down for all the teams that I picked. Uh, so okay, the ACC. Uh, I'm gonna go with Duke. I feel like uh, Duke's playing a little better. They're they're fully healthy, I believe now. Um, so the <clears throat> ACC, you know, sucks. So I think anybody could win this one, but I'll go with Duke. Yeah, I thought. Uh... I thought a little bit about Miami, possibly, but I'm going to go with Duke as well. I think it's going to be – they're playing well. Uh, they've won six in a row to finish the season. Mm-hmm. Um, 64th in adjusted offense, 27th in adjusted defense. That's just what the ACC is now. Their best teams have those metrics, which is sick. Uh, but I'll take Duke. They're playing well, and their route there is not not too much. I mean, if they can get past Miami – they can they can get it done. So so Pitt was playing for a share of the ACC championship in the regular season against Miami, and they lost, and they end up as a five seed. 
That's kind of weird. Uh, all right. Tough, uh, the, tough. The, the Atlantic 10. <clears throat> uh, I was going to pick VCU, but I'm like, you know, I've picked, picked the favorites in a few of them. So uh, I'm going to go with the Dayton Flyers. I think I believe I picked them to win the conference to start the year. They didn't get that done, but uh, give me conference tournament, though. Well, we're on the same page again. I'm taking Dayton as well. Uh, <laughs> underperformed yeah. this season at 12 and 6 in the conference. I thought SLU, SLU's probably the most talented team in the conference, but I'm not going to bank on them to do it because I think mm. I picked them the last two years to win it and they haven't even gotten close. So they might have gotten close a couple years ago. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, Deron Holmes, one of the best players in the conference, Tumani Kamara as well. Uh, and they have a pretty easy road there. Um, and that's one of the main reasons I picked him is because you look at this bracket and it's what Fordham in the semis, if they get to the semis, Fordham's had a fine good season after losing their coach to Villanova. But if Fordham is your road there and you're playing VCU or St. Louis, I'll, I'll bet that all day for, for Dayton. Uh, things get a little crazy in the big East tournament at Madison square garden. I don't know what's going to happen, but who are you picking? <laughs> uh, UConn. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought you might go like Villanova or something. Uh, no, no, I think I mean UConn's. Yeah, I know you've been high on them all year. I picked um, them too. So yeah, they they lost <laughs> what uh, five of six, and then they've won nine of their last eleven. Um, they're looking like the team everybody thought they were at the beginning of the year. So yeah, are we? Have we picked the same everyone? Yep, yep, yep. We got a streak going here, uh, four in a row. A Big Ten, we will not be the same. I promise. Okay. Uh 24 and 7 overall, 13 and 7 in the Big East. Uh 10th in adjusted offense, 12th in adjusted defense. They are firing on all cylinders again. They're plus 77 in point differential in their five-game win streak. So they have been rolling teams. I think St. John's kept it close to them a little bit, but St. John's been doing that with with everybody. I mean, they almost beat Marquette on the road the other day. So just one of those things. Uh, but yeah, like give me UConn, give me Danny Hurley, give me uh, let me look at this bracket. Like, give me a UConn. Ooh, UConn Marquette semi would be insane. Uh, give me a UConn Creighton championship because Xavier is dead because they have no depth. So Xavier, I'm out on. But you know, UConn, I'll take. All right, uh, the Big Ten. I uh, I am going with Maryland okay. <clears throat> to win the Big Ten. Uh, I, they've had some, some not great win. They've had some not great losses, um, lost to Ohio state recently, um, lost that Nebraska, but everybody seems to be doing that lately. Um, not but, Oregon. but they beat Indiana, they beat Purdue. Um, they beat Northwestern. I think, uh, Maryland is going to get it going. Uh, they're, they got to play They'll have to play Indy. No, who do they have to play Indiana and then Purdue. No, Northwestern and then Purdue, Illinois and then Purdue. So Indiana and then Northwestern, Illinois, <laughs> or Penn State. Well, actually, it'll be Minnesota, Nebraska, and then Indiana, and then Northwestern, Illinois, or Penn State. Yep. So that's not too bad. Give me, give me Maryland rolling out of the big. No tent. worry. No worry about the fact that they're terrible outside of the Xfinity Center. Nope. Don't care. I think they're what two and eight on the road or something. Two and nine. I had to change it up. Illinois, Illinois is just as bad as them on the road, though. I think Illinois is two and seven. So let's be fair here. Uh, I you could pretty much put the top twelve teams in the conference in a wheel and spin it. 
I didn't do that, but I'm going to take uh, – why not take Michigan? You know, why not? Uh, I don't think it's that hard of a route because I think they could beat Purdue, and I think that they'll beat uh, Rutgers. And then after that, you're playing uh, – you're playing what? Michigan State, State or – They already beat them or Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Why not? Uh, something stupid is going to happen in this tournament. So I essentially debated between Michigan and Michigan State. I think those would be the two teams that I would – favor the most in this tournament but i know people in the national media like to be like uh well illinois i mean that you never know what you're gonna get from them i'll take that i'll take my chances with them because they yeah. definitely play a full <clears> of <throat> illinois uh fans went after john fanta for saying that coleman hawkins is great too well that's because illinois <laughs> fans are stupid <laughs> yeah uh and yeah. fanta's on our side he took illinois in the tournament oh. so, i mean let's all relax that's what i'm saying uh, Big 12. This might be my favorite pick of them all because I don't know how many people are going to do it. And it's not that it's not like an out there pick, but I like it a lot. And there's a reason why, but go ahead. I didn't go out anywhere. I picked Kansas. Boy, really going out <clears> in <throat> there. Jeez. Kansas. Sure about that pick? Yeah. Kansas, Big 12 champs uh, and NCAA champs. Already called it. All right. I am taking a team that got throttled on Saturday. I'm taking Baylor. Really? I am taking the Baylor Bears, who have not been great in Big 12 tournaments the last couple of years. They won a national championship despite not doing well in that tournament. Uh, I am banking on their guards making shots is what I wrote down. That's the reason why I'm taking them. I think LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, I don't know what the status is of Keontae George. Did he even play Saturday? I was barely paying attention to that game because it was a blowout. <clears throat> um, I was uh, not available to watch much basketball Saturday, so – he was out there. Okay, he played 26 minutes. <sighs> One for seven from three. I think he'll be better than that. I like him a lot. They got Chamwa Chachua back in the fold, Flo Thamba. They got a good interior presence on the defensive end, rim protection, rebounding. Jalen Bridges, a solid wing. Don't know what you're going to get from him, but I'm banking on Cryer, Flagler, and George to make shots. Give me Baylor. I think they're going to light teams up from three. I'll take Baylor. Give me Scott Drew. They don't play very much defense. They're 90th in the country in adjusted defense, but they can – they can light the ball on fire and do some things. Uh, the Big West, uh, a big one here. Uh, I'm going to go with Cal State Fullerton. They won it last year. Yes, yes. I'm sure you didn't even know that. Uh, <laughs> they've uh, won their last six. So uh, I get worried about that a little bit, though. Had had a couple games canceled. I assume. I don't know what I assume. Why two <laughs> games got canceled? They had a game canceled, then they played a game, then there was a game canceled. So I don't California, know. California, dude. I don't know what's uh, going on in California? Uh, probably the snow, the snow, right? Isn't could be. Snowing out there. So, so let's think about this. Cal State Fullerton, if they win the Big West tournament, how many games in a row would that put them at? A lot. Yeah, that's like nine games in a row. Are we sure about that? I mean, are you sure you're going to pick them? I like hot teams. Oh, they only have to win two. Okay. No, they have to win three. Yeah, they have to win three. I think they're Hawaii. Gonna, I think they're going to lose to Hawaii in that first game, so we'll see. No shot. I did give them a look, but I'm going to take a team that won it two years ago. They don't have the same personnel, but that's fine. Give me the Gauchos. Give me UC Santa Barbara. Um, great logo, great team name. Or uh, great logo, great mascot, whatever uh, team team nickname, whatever. Uh, it's a it's a hat. It looks it looks nice. 
15 and five in the conference, 80th in the country in adjusted offense, 167th, uh, 162nd in adjusted defense, uh, 11 and four mm-hmm. since January 16th, and they have four senior starters mm-hmm. and a really solid uh, sophomore point guard, AJ Mitchell, who has been filling it up stat sheet wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got beat by 14 a couple weeks ago by my team. So. Cal State Fullerton won it last year. Not happening this year. They got lucky last year. I remember that game. It was a late one Saturday night. I remember it so, so well. Um, <laughs> I definitely watched it. I was pissed because I was rooting against them. Let me, who was that even against? Uh, I was, it wasn't, I think it was Long Beach State. It's who I picked to win it last year. They lost mm. <laughs> to them in the championship. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're starting to go against each other now. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Conference USA. Let's go back together, FAU. <laughs> nope. Really? That's right. I think I think we're going to see a situation where I think there's two teams that I would pick to win it before I pick FAU. Wow. Uh, I think FAU gets in with an at-large if they lose Regardless. the championship game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to take North Texas. Uh, 25 and six, 16 and four in the conference, 89th in adjusted offense, 30th in adjusted. They have tournament level metrics for some in some spots. Um, there's going to be chaos in this tournament. I I think it's Florida Atlantic, North Texas, or UAB, UAB are three teams that yeah. can win it. And UAB has. I was in. I was between Florida Atlantic and UAB, but I just couldn't. I, I couldn't go against Florida Atlantic. Well, North Texas won it two years ago, and UAB won it last year. Jelly Walker for UAB, one of the best scorers in the country as a guard. Um, North Texas, though, they're old at the top. Tyler Perry has been there for a billion years. And Abu Ausmane, who's another one of the best players in the conference. Uh, Grant McCaslin's a good coach. I, I'm going to take North Texas. Why not? Uh, but we might get back together here on this one in the Ivy League. Who cares? They're actually playing a tournament this year. Because they they played last year too. Did they? Yeah. I thought they canceled like six years in a row because of COVID. Uh, I took Princeton. Screw Yale. Okay, let me. They say edit yours. I thought you took Prince. I thought you took Yale for sure. Uh, Yale <laughs> significantly better than everybody in the conference. Seventy um, sixth in adjusted offense, sixty second in adjusted defense. They've won nine of ten to finish the season. And they're elite at grabbing the board on the defensive end. They're sixth in defensive, defensive, offensive rebound percentage. So they don't allow a lot of offensive rebounds. And I think that Yale's way better. And uh, the good news it. is we should see a Yale Princeton championship game. So that is true. Uh, Yale won it last year. They beat. Uh, did they beat Princeton in the championship last year? I want to say they did. Uh, oh. They definitely, yeah, they beat Princeton in the championship last year. So, and Princeton was better last year, but Yale is better this year. So, nice try. All right, maybe we'll get together on this one. I think we will. The Metro Atlantic. <laughs> uh, Iona. Yeah, me too. I'm taking Iona. I think that Iona is, Rick Patino is going to be like, okay, guys, we lost to Ryder in the first game of the tournament last year. We let don't St. Peter's me. get into the tournament. That. If you yeah. don't embarrass me, I'll get you some strippers or something. Alrighty, uh, yeah, seventeen and three. You mean alrighty? You drop f bombs like they're candy well, well, when we do yeah. watch parties, and I say one thing about a stripper, well, and, and it's alrighty. Calm down. I didn't say calm down, but I'm a patino guy. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know. Uh, <laughs> Moving along, I uh, for him to 
block you on MySpace or whatever Rick Patino is on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're significantly better than everybody in the conference this season. Uh, I don't even know who a close second would be. So better get it done this year, Rick. Uh, the MAC, I think there's a few options in the MAC. I view the MAC as similar to the Conference USA, except I think Conference USA does have like a dominant team at the top that's been that way this season. But the MAC, I think there's a few at the top that can win as well. I went with Toledo. They uh, they've won like nineteen in a row, so you know you know how I like that. Yeah, I went. Uh, I was between them and Kent State, and I came away with Kent State. They defend thirty ninth in the country in adjusted defense. They have sincere carry, big time score, had thirty five points, two rebounds, four assists in the last game of the season. Looks like a thirty five year old if you look him up, but I think he's only twenty two. Uh, very <laughs> strong beard, sincere carry. Uh, and this is a team that went into Houston and only gave up 49 points and lost by five and got screwed by the refs. So I, I like Kent State's defense to carry them to the finish. I'm sure I'll be wrong, and I'm sure you'll be wrong. I'm sure it'll be John Gross's Akron Zips. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a random team, though, that, that gets it done in there. Probably. Uh, yeah, but I, I think Toledo's got a good chance as well, so who knows. Uh, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Uh, I went with North Carolina Central because I don't know. Had they, a have, team. they have a team there? Yeah, they uh, they only lost to Virginia by 12, first game of the year. <coughs> Virginia sucks, but okay. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, this conference is not good. Uh, I think How Howard, pick? Norfolk State, uh, Norfolk State back to back to back if they get it done this year. Uh, 32nd in the country in three-point percentage. I think if you're a team that can make threes at a high percentage, you can win conference tournaments easily. Mm -hmm. And Norfolk State's got the experience. Like I said, they won in 21 and 22. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see Howard maybe doing it. They've definitely overachieved. These are the the tournaments March was built for. Certainly, certainly. A lot of high-level b-ball in comparison to the other ones. Uh, All right, maybe the craziest of them all, the Mountain West. I'm going I with hate, you. Hate my pick in this one. I'm going with Utah State. Yeah, they're a team that needs to needs to rack up some wins here to get into the field. Uh, I I think I think San Diego State has a zero percent chance of winning this just because it's going to be chaos. Yeah, you picked them. That's nothing on them. I didn't pick them. I thought about well, mm. I've liked New Mexico all season. Yeah, maybe I'll take them. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just go random. Let's go Boise State. Team that probably gets into the field. 77th adjusted offense, 13th adjusted defense. Like I said, this is going to be the craziest tournament of them all, I think. Um, they have five different types of options on, on offense, and I think that's what makes them an interesting team because their offensive metrics are fine for the Mountain West, but their defense is elite in the country. 13th, I mean, that is elite. Uh, Marcus Shaver has a 23% assist rate, which is not going to be the highest in the country but it's a good assist rate. Um, Tyson Dagenhart shoots 63% from inside the arc. Max Rice shoots 41% from three. Check this name out. Chibuzo Agbo shoots 41% from three. And Najee Smith shoots 58% from inside the arc. So that's five guys right there that do different things. Two of them can make threes, two of them can score inside, and one of them is a distributor. So give me that team. They can find ways to score on offense, and they can lock you down on defense. Give me Leon Rice. Give me Boise State. 
I wish New Mexico could get in because I like a lot of their players, but the Lobos ruined their chance. She hates where, her coach, though. Well, we had our differences in the Big Ten, certainly. Um, <laughs> Love his dad, hate his son. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, can I interest New Mexico and Brad Underwood? Move <laughs> on from Richard Patino. Uh, but yeah, give me uh, give me Boise State. Why not? Uh, and I think the reasons I laid out is enough to convince somebody to be like, well, screw it. I'll take Boise State. Anyway, uh, Pac-12. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take UCLA. I know I said that stuff about them winning a game, then losing whatever. Um, but I think they want to be a one seed. They're going to they're going to fight for a one seed. I think UCLA is the best team um, in the Pac-12 by far. I know tournaments are always weird, but uh, give me Tiger Campbell and uh, Jamie Jacquez. Uh, so you remember last season, it was UCLA, Arizona, and the championship, and Arizona won. Mm-hmm. So this season, I think it's going to be UCLA, Arizona, and I think yes. UCLA is going to win. Uh, but I will say, <clears throat> would it be that surprising if Dana Altman gave UCLA a scare in the semifinals? He does align your Rubik's cubes. People would be scared. Because uh, I would say that Oregon, even though they're inconsistent as hell, they have a free a free, a free free route to the to the semis. They're playing Washington State. They'll beat them. Um, and UCLA has a free – I think I would be absolutely stunned if the top four seeds in the Pac-12 aren't all in the semifinals. The only one I see that could maybe change is if Arizona State beats USC. That's it. I think the top four are going to be there, um, and get, yeah, give me give me UCLA, but I I hope Oregon does it because that would be hilarious. That's a bid stealer right there. I saw somebody on Twitter saying earlier, True. somebody there's a tweet said who's going to be the bid stealer, and it was uh, something like, well, I think UMass Lowell could if they they could beat Vermont, and it's like that's not what bid stealing is. That, that would, they, they would not be stealing a bid from anybody because Vermont's not an at-large team. So let's uh, let's, let's get it together. It's March. Good, good try. So maybe Oregon steals a bid. And I'll, I'll tell Did you, right you now, write you don't know ball to that guy? It wasn't worth it. Somebody okay. else already took care of it. I think Jake Marsh took care of it. He's a football okay. guy. Uh, shout out Jake Marsh. Uh, okay, so let me just say this. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 tournament, I am picking them to go to the Sweet 16, and I have absolutely no doubt that that would happen. So, get it done, Dana. One year I don't believe in you. Prove me wrong. Can I interest Oregon and Brad Underwood? All right. SEC. Uh, The SEC, uh, you asked if they were back earlier. And so I am taking them. Kentucky to win the SEC. That's a cop-out pick. uh, Popular pick. Um, I am taking – I am taking a bid stealer. The biggest bid stealer of them all. It's going to happen in one of the six conferences, and I'm going to bet that it's this one. Give me a team that's in the state of Tennessee, a team, a school that had Jay Cutler as their quarterback at one point, and an absolute clown for a coach who's done a terrific job this season. I'm I'm Vanderbilt. I will take Vanderbilt. Uh, Elite offense. They don't play any defense, but they can score and get hot on offense. Why not? Um, Eight and one in their last nine includes wins over Tennessee, Auburn, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. That's four tournament teams pretty much right there. Uh, They take care of the ball. Half-court offense, they're slow, but they can score, like I said, 23rd in the country in adjusted offense. That's better than UCLA, by the way, so just random stat for you there. Uh, And Jerry Stackhouse, was I too hard on him? People are asking. 
I don't think so, but he's done a good job this year. So props to him. Yes, yes, you are. So, you know, Vanderbilt, good stealer, not UMass Lowell Vanderbilt. Uh, all right, another dynamic conference of the Southwest Athletic Conference, the SWAC. Going with Grambling because they're the best team in the SWAC. Yeah, Ken Palm listed as Grambling State, so I'm taking them as well. <clears throat> I don't know why some schools have state and they don't ever use state. Hmm, weird. Interesting. Uh, weird. Nine, nine straight wins to finish the season. 81st adjusted defense in the country, which is pretty good for a team in this conference. And uh, elite defense uh, in this conference, seventh in two-point percentage against. How much of that is the other teams can't make twos? How much of that is Grambling actually defending the two well? I think there's a mix of both there. I think that's kind of why we need to look at analytics not by just the numbers, but also by the situations, which is why most of the stuff is adjusted. But, um, yeah, that goes into the adjusted defensive stat, which they're still 81st in, which, like I said, a team in this conference, you're not going to see them 81st very often. So, uh, yeah, we're on the same page there. Uh, the whack to finish it off. I mean, <clears throat> of course I'm picking Southern Utah. God, this is three <laughs> years in a row of this. <laughs> I, I want my boy Tevion Jones to get to the tournament. Anyways. One breathe. Uh, all right. <clears throat> I'm taking uh, Sam Houston State, who when you talk about defense, this team is defense. 15th in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency. Fifth in the country at shooting the three as well, so they can make threes and they can defend. Sign me up. Uh, 39.2% from three this season. So I'll take Sam Houston State, and I'm extremely confident in saying that uh, Southern Utah will not get the job done this year. But may, I wouldn't hate it. You know, I'm not against it. I was a Tevion Jones guy when he was in Illinois. Uh, well, they're not doing it. Let's be honest. They don't have it in them. So okay. there you go. All right, those are the picks. Uh, started off with the, on the same page but really drifted away there towards <laughs> the end. Couldn't uh, have gotten farther away towards the end. Yeah, we had both at UCLA, uh, both at Iona, both had uh, Grambling State, Grambling State, UConn, Dayton, Duke, Houston. So we went four for four to start, and then right on down the hill we went. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, let's do uh, let's do team of the week. All right, my team of the week is Southeast Missouri State. When in the OVC, they had to go through Moorhead State. They had the one seed. They had to go through the two seed, Tennessee Tech, I think. Um, yeah, so as a five seed, going to the OVC, get their first NCAA burst since 2000. They thought that they lost, right? Is that, I, I'm thinking of the right game. I don't know. Um, I did this this morning, so I don't. But a uh, guy hit a step-back jumper. They called it a three, went back and looked at it. It was a two. They won in overtime. So, yeah, I'm going with SEMO. I'm going with Vanderbilt slash Drake. So. Wow. Tie, huh? Well. Co-champs I didn't, of I, didn't, I didn't write anything down about Drake, but then when I thought I probably should have picked a team that won a conference tournament. And not <laughs> only did they win the Missouri Valley, they beat the brakes off of Bradley. They did. So They did. Nobody, nobody's want one straight first round. I don't think. Yeah, uh, Vanderbilt though, Vanderbilt, you know, staying in the conversation of the bubble, winning at Rupp, 
and beating Mississippi State. Shout out to them. Um, but that was nice of you. Yeah. Well, th- throw Jerry Stackhouse a bone. He's my yeah. he's my good friend, right? Never had anything yeah. wrong with him. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, Never player of the week. Talk down on him. Nope. Um, my player of the week, clown. I uh, went with Eric Stevenson of West Virginia. Uh, 23 points against uh, Iowa State in a win, and 27 points against a win over Kansas State. He was 9 of 24 for 38% from three in those two games. And uh, West Virginia was one of those teams that they needed a couple wins to secure their spot in the field. And Eric Stevenson got him there. I'm going to take uh, a guy who didn't need to do anything to get into the tournament, but had a played two of the tougher teams in the conference to finish the season and got the job done. Uh, one of them, maybe not the you know one of the tougher, but they're a fine team. Uh, give me Jaime Jaquez Jr. Uh, 22 points, 10 rebounds, three assists against Arizona, and then 26 and seven against Arizona State. A couple of wins to finish the year for the best team in the in the Pac-12. So, shout out to Jaime Jaquez. Junior, who uh, his sister plays for UCLA in women's basketball, so I think that they'll both win national championships this year. And I forgot to put player of the week up there, but nobody watches the video anyway, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, games of the week. I didn't write anything down, but I just figured you know there's a conference tournament <laughs> all of game, them. <laughs> so you might as well watch them all. Uh, you might as well be paying attention. I think in terms of what we have going on tonight in the collegiate hoops world, you got. The semifinals in the West Coast Conference. You have Gonzaga playing uh, Gonzaga playing San Francisco, and then you have BYU and St. Mary's. That's tonight. Uh, and if you're looking right now, there's already a game on. I better put that on. Whoops. Uh, UNC Wilmington and Hofstra in the semifinals. Hofstra is a wagon, twenty-one to nine already in the first eight minutes. That team is. You talk about Speedy Claxton doing a hell of a job. And then another interesting semifinal there tonight will be uh, will be Towson and Charleston. That follows that. That's on CBS Sports Network. So if you go there right now, you can check that out. Then also right now you have second round of the Southland tournament. You have um, McNeese and your boys at Nickel State. That's right. Just five minutes in there. Uh, then you also have a bid will be given out tonight in the Sun Belt, South Alabama and Louisiana. That's coming up in about 37 minutes from now. It's on ESPN2. You also have one in the uh, in the SoCon, Chattanooga and Furman. Winner gets in. I'm going to bet Furman. We both pick Furman, so a chance to get one there. Um, then we also have – I went to the wrong app on the Apple TV. Trying to pull this up. Uh, let's see. Um, nothing else going on tonight. Okay, Tuesday – you have uh, semifinals in the America East with uh, bid stealing UMass Lowell and New Hampshire, and then Binghamton and Vermont. You have the Fairleigh Dickens and Merrimack game, which means nothing, but it's on ESPN two because they do that with all Merrimack minus three and a half, by the way. Which, if you're Fairleigh Dickinson, don't even play anybody. Who cares? But I guess maybe they care. I, I don't know. What do I know? Uh, let's see. You got the ACC first round. A terrific matchup between Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. They're going to be throwing bombs in that game. It's going to be awesome <laughs> for sure. It'll be fun. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, who cares? Okay, Wednesday, some other stuff going on. Uh, Southland tournament final. A uh, bunch of first rounds. Blah, blah, blah. Thursday, <laughs> uh, Rutgers, Michigan, 11 a.m. So there you go. That'll be fun. Iowa State Baylor at eleven thirty a.m. How about that? 
Uh, you got the final in the uh, in no conferences. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. Friday, we'll probably be live watching some games during the day Friday. Maybe go live during the Purdue game. They play the quarterfinal at 11 a.m. Or maybe after, maybe the Alabama game, they play the quarterfinal at 12 p.m. Friday. Maybe the Missouri game, they play at 2 o'clock ESPN. Might be on all day. Who knows? Might be on from 11 to midnight. Uh, <laughs> 11 a.m. to midnight, that is. A lot of games Fridays. We'll be live Friday at some point. Probably do it on the Illini Basketball Podcast YouTube channel so we can actually get viewers. Uh, and I'm just going to blatantly say that that's why we're doing it. I mean, there's no doubt about that's it. Fine. That's absolutely why we're doing it. But there's a lot going on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, you obviously finish it off with the Ivy League Championship, the SEC Championship, the Atlantic 10 Championship, the American Athletic Conference Championship, and then Illinois versus Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. So that'll be a good time Sunday and then selection show. And I don't know when we're going to do our bracket breakdown. Uh, I think it'll be – I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? It's tossed over to you. Monday? <laughs> like, why would we change it? Or do you need more time to, to really get into the bracket? You need an extra day? Well, I usually use Sunday night as that, but I didn't know if maybe we would do something <sighs> on both days, but I don't know. I don't I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. You tell me when to be here, I'll be here, bud. Maybe we'll do a uh, like a Spaces Sunday night or something. And then do a, a like a stream like this on Monday. I know Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think we're gonna do go to my dad's for my birthday. Sunday is my birthday, so well, who cares? No, I'm just kidding. So I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know if I'll be uh, spaces. Well, either way, I could talk to some of my good friends. Yeah, maybe grab some other people to get on here. Well, that's just not how that works. Uh, okay. Uh, upset picks, upset picks, kind of random this week. I just, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to do upset picks, uh, during tournament week, but, uh, two and 10 overall. That's what I wanted to do this for last week. I was one and two, uh, again, Alabama got beat by Texas A&M pick that. Thank you. Um, so I went, uh, Notre Dame over Virginia tech. I guess that's an upset. Um, this one probably isn't an upset. Ohio State might be the favorite of this game. But I did Ohio State over Wisconsin. Seed-wise, it would be an upset, I guess. And then, even though you think they're going to win the whole thing, I picked Iowa State over Baylor again. Back-to-back. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Ohio State over Wisconsin, which is an upset by the seed. Thank you. Also, Thank hey, you. Wisconsin won, what, three more games in the Big Ten than – like Ohio State went five. One of those teams is a bubble team. One's not. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm also. Gonna I take, think. I think the net might have Ohio State as the, I mean, the I better team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me an early Mountain West upset with San Jose State. Tim Miles, former Nebraska coach, over Nevada. Nevada's a good team. Nevada could be in the tournament. Like they're last four in according to Lenardi. They got a good team. But I think they're going to be like, well, we're dead now, and they're going to lose to San Jose State. And then, like I alluded to earlier, give me Hawaii in the 5-4 over Cal State Fullerton in the Big West. Suck on that, Cal State Fullerton. You're a bunch of bums. You're not winning shit. UC Santa Barbara Whoa, is way right, better. Geez. Anyway, I'm just watching Hofstra absolutely beat the shit out of oh, – It's I, a nine-point game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, yeah. 
So, yeah, uh, Aaron Estrada is the best player in the CAA. It's not even close. And if Hofstra doesn't make the tournament, I'm going to be more disappointed than maybe ever. So, all right, I got to go organize the brackets. I printed all the brackets out for the for the leagues. Nice. So got the last year you had the big. You got it. You got the, the big, what? The big folder. You had a big oh. folder last year, didn't you? Yeah, I got two folders. I have the. Uh, this is the the non Power Six folders, the red one, and the Power Six is the purple. And I could just put the Power Six ones in here right now because I already got all six of them in order. So. Just toss these in here right now for everybody to see on the camera. Good work. Everybody see yeah. that? It was so everybody cool. See, so, see how I filed those brackets? Some of these conferences, let me tell you, some of these conferences are pathetic when it comes to bracket availability. Like some of these conferences half-ass their brackets completely or go overboard. Let me give you an example. Okay. Does the Big West bracket really need to have all this red shit on it? What is the point <laughs> of that? That's number one. Number two, some of them, like like the Ivy League, you look it up, you can't even find the bracket anywhere. So I got to go to hoopshd.com to find the bracket. It's ridiculous. So that's something to think about when you're looking to prep brackets out, folks. And I know everybody else does it. So, yeah. Uh, also, I think, I think uh, maybe if we – I think Friday, when we do the stream Friday, I think I will pull out the bracket cam for uh, this bracket that's that's next to me over here. You can see an Ethernet cable just hanging in the air there. So we'll have that going. And obviously I have the, the four TVs here set up. So a little sneak peek into what's going on over here for the week. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll have the bracket cam will make its return on Friday, I'll try to set up the camera here, stand up, write some stuff down. Be like, this is what we're looking at right now, meteor, meteorology type stuff uh, in terms of weatherman standing next to the thing and being like, here's this, here's that, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be doing the bracket breakdown next week, next Monday. That'll be a three-hour show. Um, I said that very casually. Sorry. Uh, I don't know how long that'll be. I, I don't remember how long it was last year. It's probably at least two hours. Here, look, let's give it a look because we have two years of bracket breakdowns. So if we uh, if we look at that and we check, we run the numbers on that. Last year's bracket breakdown was only an hour fifteen, so shorter than today. Okay. All right, but I'm gonna make sure it's longer than that this year, okay? Because I have a lot to say. Uh, and then the year before that, 2021, the bracket breakdown was one hour ten minutes. What the hell happened? Okay, it's gonna be long. Doesn't take as long as you think. It's going to take longer this year because we're going I mean, to go over everything. Literally, every... just saying who wins games. I'll be going into the. I'm. I'm going to be writing some stuff down a lot. I'm going to write like three paragraphs for each game. Okay, that'll do it for us. Uh, like I said, we'll be back Friday during the day at some point. Doing that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what else I'm going to do this week, but uh, there's a lot going on, so it's hard to figure out the timing and stuff. And if Hofstra messes around and lets UNC Wilmington get back in this game, we're going to be pissed. Uh, all right, so we'll see everybody then on uh, on Monday for the bracket breakdown, Friday during the day. Maybe I'll do something Sunday night. Maybe I'll do something Thursday night. Maybe I'll do an Illini Spaces on Thursday night. So whatever. I don't even know what time their game is. All right, we'll see everybody next time. 5.30. 5.30. Yep, okay. That-